You're listening to Two Brain Radio. We make gyms profitable, getting you on track to making every day your perfect day. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf business tactics to help improve your gym, advance your fitness career, and move you closer to wealth. Get ready to start building your bigger and better business with your coach, best-selling fitness author of Two Brain Business, Grow Your Gym, and Health First, Chris Cooper. This episode is brought to you by Healthy Steps Nutrition. I first met Nicole over a year ago when one of my favorite CrossFit affiliates introduced me to her because Nicole was helping them, Sam Broom and Shankle at CrossFit Port Orange, start a nutrition program in her box. And that conversation turned into something larger. A year later, Nicole has a fantastic bolt-on nutrition program that you can add to your box anywhere in the world. So if you're thinking, I need to start presenting better nutrition information to my clients, or I need a new revenue stream, or I want to know more about nutrition, but I don't know where to get started. Healthy Steps has that. What they're going to do is put you or one of your coaches even better through a course, get them qualified to start teaching nutrition. Then they're going to add you to a private Facebook group. They're going to give you a rollout so that you can do a nutrition challenge at your gym, which more than pays for the cost of enrolling them in the course, and then provide an ongoing mentorship program for your nutrition program so that you can continue to run things for your clients, like a nutrition accountability plan every month like we do at Catalyst. Nicole is a fantastic person, and after launching Healthy Steps Nutrition Online, she actually opened up her own box. She's working with some massive clients, including some big, big school boards across the country now, and she's in a great position to actually change people's lives with nutrition. You can be a conduit for that. Your clients need nutrition advice and counseling. Healthy Steps is the best possible solution to this. It's bolt-on. You can take a coach who's passionate about nutrition and give them the help they need to start a program overseen by a registered dietitian, Nicole Marchand. Healthy Steps Nutrition is a proud sponsor of Two Brain, and I am so glad to have them. Nicole will be speaking at our summit in Chicago, June 3rd and 4th this year. You do not want to miss her. At Two Brain, we teach three different types of marketing. We start with affinity marketing, the people who are closest to your best clients and to you and their families and their friends and their coworkers. Then we move on to organic digital, which is publishing love letters every day and doing the free stuff on social media platforms. And finally, we move on to paid digital, Facebook marketing, ads, SEO. We have a completely new section of our incubator that's dedicated just to this with specialist mentors. But one of the things that you need to get really great at as a gym owner or as any entrepreneur is selling. You need to be really, really comfortable with talking to people because that's a force multiplier. You can be the best sales copywriter in the world. You can get people through Facebook ads to walk in your door. You can give them a compelling offer. You can have tripwires and all kinds of stuff on your landing pages. But the bottom line is if you can't convert that person, if you can't convince them to sign up, then you're going to get far less ROI on your ad spend. On the other hand, if you're okay at Facebook ads, but you're really amazing at talking to people, then the people that you do convince to come into your gym or your business are far more likely to sign up. Every lead has more than double the potential that it originally had if you can sign up twice as many people once they come in through your door. So being really great at talking to people, at helping first, at having these conversations is crucial. And one of the most important things that we teach entrepreneurs to do 
is to go talk to the people around them, to meet their neighbors, to grab a couple of coffees, to walk up to them and say, hey, my name is Chris, how's business? I want you to be joining clubs. I want you to be talking to your kids' soccer coaches and all the other parents on the team. I want you to use the connections that come to you naturally through the course of your life. And I want you to talk to those people about your gym or about your business because you might be doing them the greatest favor anyone ever has. You might be saving their life. And when you look at our business as a service, we're in the healthcare field, you start to understand that what we're not doing is really selling as much as it is helping or coaching. Sometimes the best thing you can do for somebody is tell them exactly what to do. And on today's podcast, we're going to listen to Rob Connors. Rob owns Signum CrossFit along with his wife, Emily. These guys are fantastic two-brainers. They were with Two-Brain before they even opened their gym. About 10% of our clients, by the way, do go through the incubator before their gym even opens, and I am so jealous of them. I wish I had done that too. Rob and Emily are also great fitness coaches. They are fantastic nutritionists with HSN, and they're getting better at talking to people. In this episode, we talked to Rob about a special 30-day challenge that he was issued by his mentor to go and meet as many people as he could, form as many new relationships in person as he possibly could, and eventually talk about the gym. We're going to talk about his exact methods for doing that, who he met over the 30 days, what his opening lines were, and where the conversations went. This is a very interesting episode. I've never heard anything like this anywhere else. I think you're going to love it. Rob Connors. What's up, Rob? How are you, man? Now we're laughing. Things are great, man. So uh, I am, I'm really, really proud of you. This, this challenge is amazing. Where did the idea come from? You told me to do it a year ago. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, now I'm, now I'm super pumped about it even more. (laughs) But you know, the reason I'm really pumped about it is like, we talk about this with everybody and nobody really kind of mans up and does it. Like, I don't even grab coffees and go door to door to meet people. I just let those things kind of happen organically. Right. You've taken it into your mind to start these conversations, right? So what made you decide to do it now? All right. So, you know, when sales drop a lot, like uh, they did over the summer, especially when you're doing a lot of personal training like we are, you know, it forces you to do some things, right? Some things, yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, with with our model that we run and some other people can relate out there running some PT stuff, we ask a lot of people, right? And um, sometimes it's over a car payment. Um, and, you know, it's very well worth their value. The common thread I found is that uh, people that have like purchased from us, we've been open about nine months, are one degree separated from me or maybe two degrees. They were referred by someone. And those sort of sales are the the ones we all love. It's like, hey, what's up? What have you been up to? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, Here's what I'm trying. Here's why I'm here. Here are my goals. Okay, yeah. You want? What about this package? Cool. Let's do it. And that's it, you know? And like those are you know, spaced out far and few between, but those are the easiest ones. So when we were in this lull where, I mean, it was literally had six weeks of no, zero, no sweats, five or six weeks. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. You know, Jeff had also told me constantly, like, get out there and do things. So what I did was I, I just decided to sort of give myself some easy early wins in going out and meeting people. And, uh, the first step I did was, uh, 
Like who's a, a, a PT that stopped by and just, you know, reach back out to them. Hey, what are you up to? And just have a coffee. You know, another one was my parents spent a lot of money at the BMW dealership service center down the road. And so I actually took my parents' car in for them and they're actually right down the street and I introduced myself. So, you know, there's probably, I, I, I got one. If I have a tough day where I can't fill anything, I'm keeping like the vitamin shop in my back pocket because that's an easy one to do. So <laughs> I would say to anyone that wants to replicate it, start off with a few easy wins uh, like that. And then that just sort of gets the ball rolling. And then what I, how this is like sort of started to evolve is, you know, Coop, when we were opening up, one of the things you told me about affinity marketing is that you, you are in the, actually the center of the circle. Yeah. Um, even before your seed clients. So knowing that, and when this all started, I actually started reading a book, friends of a friend. Um, okay. I posted in that group. And it's an awesome book. He, it's a lot of scientific back data around how networks and networking works. Um, there's some cool stories in it of how like YouTube was sold, uh, formed and sold within like a year and a half, how the PayPal mafia um, was formed. And we have in our lives weak, uh, strong ties. And like I'd consider like people in the two brain group to be strong ties. We interact a lot. We sort of know for the most part uh, the same information that everyone knows, right? Your CrossFit gym owners around you know the same information you know, and there's weak ties you have in your network, like, you know, just not as strong. But then he says in the book, there's also dormant ties. Those were once strong ties, but they're now weak. And that is actually where you get the most value out of your networking effort, because there's information they know that because you're not interacting with an, an un, ongoing basis, plus it's very easy to connect with them. So what the hell does I mean by that? All that theory is that, you know, I live in a town where I went to high school at, and there's some buddies who, you know, we used to rip and run on the weekends all the time. And I haven't talked to them in 15 years and called them up. Got a phone call in there, you know, <laughs> went, out okay. to, went out to lunch with a couple of them, went out to, um, got on like the alumni board, uh, because of that. So, uh, that's sort of the strategy I'm trying to take now is what are those dormant ties that I had, people I used to interact with a lot and reconnect mm. with them. So, for example, like, I mean, you know this about me, Coop, like working on Wall Street for so long. I haven't talked to those guys in two years. Sure. Um, and these are all high earning individuals. Okay. But that's yeah. an easy conversation for me to have like, hey, man, what's going on, you know, in, down in Baltimore in the firm? Like, let's catch up and I can set up, you know, and just like meet with them. And so you start with yourself and then to get the most bang for your buck, where are those people that you haven't talked to in a long time, you feel easy reaching out to a simple way to do that. Grab your cell phone, scroll down to the bottom of the text messages. See you haven't talked to in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Look at Facebook friends. See who you haven't talked to in a long time. Probably come up with 10 meetings right there. And then another strategy I got, I got this from Michalowicz's book. I mean, I actually probably got to move here. The, that's, the van's that's next the truck. door coming home. <laughs> that's the truck bringing you a whole truckload of new clients. Yeah, right. Backing up. Um, so the, the next thing I did was, let's see, the next thing is, uh, so you start with yourself and then start with your best clients. And I got this from Michalowicz's book, Who Else Serves Them? So I... Um, you know, like I do PT and we know these clients so well, um, like our top, like our top client, 
she mentioned her financial advisor and how great of a guy he was. I said, do you mind if I reach out to Mark? And I drove an hour out of my way on a Monday morning to meet with him. And, you know, he's sort of like, who the hell is his personal trainer? And I'm just meeting with him. And, you know, he wants to collaborate on Monday because he thinks he has an idea for me. So, wow. Yeah. So you, I, I would say just start with yourself and what are some, you know, old relationships that, you know, used to be pretty strong. Not your, you know, maybe not your old girlfriends and boyfriends, people out there. <laughs> <laughs> One degree um, of separate. Yeah, but like your old buddies and uh, then, you know, start asking some of your best clients, okay? Like one thing, a lot of our clients, they all have green thumbs. So I just went to like a, a local nursery, met the met one of the managers there. That's awesome. Yeah. So we, you're already dropping a billion ideas, man. And I love it. Day one, you decide, okay, Monday's the day. Who was the first person you picked? What was the first thing you did? What was the response? Oh, geez. I have to scroll back on that post day one. Where did I go into? I think it was like one of these holistic shops with massages and scented oils and stuff. And we shopped there sometimes. And I introduced myself to the person. Like what I, what I try to do is I, I patronize the place. I buy something from there, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, like day two was actually, I believe that, that, that green thumb place, I went in and I said, we are looking to do a succulent garden event for our members. Do you do that? What are your prices? We'll pay for that. Here, here's my name. So, you know, it's a, maybe you got to spend a little, but like, you know, in the long run, I, I don't go the route of trying to like interrupt with someone like in their busy day. I, you okay. know, yeah. So Rob, let's get really granular. Okay. Because this yeah. is where, this is where people lose it. They, they over-anticipate, you know, they, they run the conversation through their brains like 30 times before they walk through the front door, you know, and, and sometimes they're getting thrown out on their ass and sometimes the person's asking them to marry them. Right. So, um, you walk in the front door that first day, what, who do you see first and what do you say? Yeah. Well, you know, if, if you go the route I did where it's like somewhere you sort of frequent, just try and get yourself those early wins. You just say, I love your store. Who's the manager and or the owner and say, and that's all you do. You just say, I love it. My wife and I come here all the time. How long have you been open? Right. And you just, you just asking them about their business. Like and you literally say, how's business going? Yeah. Right? That's what I and say. yeah. And you just ask a little bit, you, you got to be a little vulnerable. Right. And like, you just say, yeah, it's been a little tough for us. How, like, how have you guys been? Right. And so, so sort of open up that, you know, open up those, those avenues. Um, and then, you know, they're going to ask you what you do. Right. And like, that's where you, like for us, we, we run a personal training studio for the 50 plus market. They're like, Oh, okay. Right. Um, and, um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've had, I've met some people where it's like, you know, they, they wanted me out. They were cordial, but like, they didn't have the time of day, but you know, it's like, I also know to not, I mean, I'll probably not collaborate with them in the future. It's a, it's a yeah. filtering process. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, what was the worst response you've had so far? You know, I haven't had like, you don't, I don't get like, I say to small businesses, I don't try and go into like, at least right now, going to very, you know, large businesses or, you know, uh, because I, I can't relate to them quite yet. But the worst was I, I was in a sandwich shop grabbing something on a weekend. It's a very popular sandwich shop. I, I was just like, 
Yeah, is the, is the manager or owner here? I'm a small business owner, and I just like to meet other business owners. That's literally what I say sometimes. And that. he just popped out and shook my hand. He's like, yeah, what's going on? You know, sort of like he's probably thinking at first, like, oh, he has a complaint. And I just introduced myself, tell him how I like his business, how long you've been open. And it was a little bit of a hurried conversation, but he's just like, cool, man. We'll hope to see you around. And that's it. And that's the worst. That's the worst. You know, yeah. Not even a brush off. No. Yeah. So. So. Um, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Okay. I, and like next to that, I mean, this wasn't even that bad. Like I went to this kid's consignment place to buy something for my kids and, you know, same introduction. Like, uh, is the manager or owner here? Like. I'm a small business owner. I just like to meet other ones. And it was sort of like I was bothering her, but she shook my hand, asked about my business. Was like, oh, okay, good luck. Wow. You know, you could tell she was busy, but you know, it's not like it's no skin off. It's no skin off my back. I just know never to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, nobody insulted you. Nobody rolled their eyes at you. Nobody said, please leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're like that, even that consignment shop, I bought a little something for my kids and I'm a customer. So don't talk to me that way. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. So do you find that, do you feel just more comfortable buying something everywhere you go? Or do you think that's part of your strategy? Uh, it's a little bit of part of my strategy. It, it just gets it. Aaron Sincero put me onto the book. It's like the psychology that there is like influence. That's it. Influence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's a psychology in there that, okay, he gave us something, i.e. bought something here. You need to reciprocate it. You know, I think, I think it's yeah. easier. It's easier that way where it's here. I bought a coffee from you. Is the owner or manager here? And then it's easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was also a, a section in that book about um, reciprocal openness. So yep. everywhere you went, did you say it hasn't been that great for us too? Like, or was that just at the flower store? Uh, that was just like one spot, you know? I, I I mostly, like, that was probably one of my first ones. Now I just say, how's it going here? Or how long you been in business? You know, just a very open-ended question. Um, and if it goes well, you know, if I, if I hit it off with the owner, the first thing I do, and everyone should write this down, is the first thing I do is I, when I get into the gym or home, I go on Google and I give them a five-star review and then I go on Facebook and give them a five-star review. So, nice. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So that, that's our follow-up. What has your best response been? Well, this just happened today. So I, I there's a, a, a successful physical therapist, uh, business owner who's been around 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, he has that help first sort of mentality. He bought a building next to him and threw a soft pitch of having us move into the facility. Wow. <laughs> yeah, as we were walking out. That's a big step. Yeah. So, I mean, we were literally walking to our cars. And he says, hey, by the way, I don't know if you know we closed the deal on the building next to us. 6,000 square feet. We want a gym in there. And so, I mean, that was literally an hour ago. So, um, I don't know if we're quite there yet. But, um, you like, opportunities like that are not going to pop up behind a uh, computer screen. That's true. Very yeah. true, man. Okay, so you have this conversation, you go home, and you give them a five-star review on Google and on Facebook, and then what? Yeah, so um, I try to make it systematized, so I enter down their contact info as well in a spreadsheet. I have the date we met, and then I have a, a column that auto-populates days since last met. So, 
you know, at the end of this, the first person will say 30 days and I just reach out to them again every, every wow. 30 days. So the other thing I like to do is, and this is a big part of that, that one that David, David Burkus, the first book I reference is, I think when you go into these things, you can't have the mentality of what can I sell you, obviously, right? Uh, uh, or like this guy, I need this guy to sign up for this package or have him refer clients to me. Uh, the mentality is obviously help first, but on top of that, like who can I connect them with? Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, one meeting I did was he's the head of county and economic development for us in Harford County. Uh, basically, if a, a large project needs a permit, um, he's on top of it, as well as like some of the Section 8 HUD housing. So he sees, he, he like knows everything that's going on in the county. And what, what can a, you know, 800 square foot gym do for him? But uh, he told me he was looking for storage space uh, for this like homeless, they need store cots for a homeless shelter. He was like, needs it out by 95. I said, well, my landlord has storage units out there. And so just connected them. Nice. Yeah. So just be, being the connector. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So like, uh, you, you know, I, I don't want to go too much into this book, but like the, the people with the larger networks tend to be the connectors, you know? So, and it's, 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 it goes back to like getting out of our silos and getting more and new information in different networks. That's awesome. Yeah. So where do you go from here up? Like what, I mean, you've got a few days left. Um, yeah. Who who's on your list for the for the remainder of it, and then what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. So taken with that, I got a couple requests out there to meet up with some of my old uh, buddies in my old career, and um, I got a couple. Um, I used to. I got a couple meetings. It's called uh, for the CFA Society. Um, okay. Yeah. So going to a couple of those and what I, what I would sort of strategy would like to do is tap into some of the local wealth and financial advisors. Okay. Yeah. And so, cause I can speak their language, but like longer term, what I'm going to do and you know, my staff's on board with it is every, every uh, monthly meeting we have is like, we're going to have quotas, like who are you going to go meet? Right. And it's just small, getting started off small. Like our one coach, um, she comes from a basketball career. She'll meet like, you know, she wants to try and meet, get ingrained with some of the AAU teams and her old coach in the area. Uh, Emily is already like meeting some of the, you know, local smoothie shops and things like that and some of the local Kairos. So um, me, I'll probably tone it back to, I don't know, maybe two or three meetings a week, but, you know, making the system, putting in a system there. Well, I certainly love that. Do yeah. you think it'll be easier to do it every day or easier to do it twice a week? Uh, you know, it's like forming a habit. Now it's easy to do. Yeah. 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 Like I, like the, the other day I was in a bind and I was like, oh shoot, it's like four o'clock. I got to go meet someone. So yeah, it's like, I would like to, I don't, you know, tell you the truth. I, I may just keep doing it every day. Tell you yeah. the truth. But, um, because I just get scared if I throttle it back to two, three times a week that it just, you know, it won't happen as much. It'll be interesting to see, man. Yeah. Okay. So for the people watching right now, like everybody knows this is a good idea, right? And everybody is terrified to do it. What advice do you have for them? Scroll down to the bottom of your phone on the text messages. Find the 
find some people you used to hang out with all the time and set up for coffee. Okay. Okay. They won't, they won't say no. So give yourself some early wins there. And then, um, you know, if like reach out, start to brainstorm and reach out to people. If, like if you left your job to do this, I think that's very common in two brain is people left a career to do this. Yeah. Go yeah. back into those, those old, uh, those old realms, you know, um, and just meet up with like, you know, some of the old mentors or people you used to have there and, uh, just sit down and, you know, the, the mentality you should have is like, who can I connect you with and just how can I help, you know? So, so your kids are super young, Rob, but like, you know, are there any opportunities to connect with other parents around a common activity? Yeah. 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 In fact, actually, day one, now that I remember, day one was actually a coach at one of those my gyms. Sweet. Yeah, that was actually day one. Uh, crazy story. This is a crazy story, too. She, her name's Taylor. She was actually, I went to high school with her mother. Okay. And her mother was pregnant with her in high school. Wow. So 20 years later, I met the baby, I guess. <laughs> Holy moly. That's yeah. one of those uh, buried connections you were talking about earlier. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, sort of like talk about dormant connections. So Dormant, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, That's yeah, I'd great. say just, like, get five meetings set up. You know, give yourself some early successes, some, you know, easy wins. And then, uh, so start with yourself in the middle of that, right? If you had an old career, go back to some of those buddies from that old career. After you do that, talk to your best clients. If they are really your best clients, they'll be like, yes, you should talk to my financial advisor. In fact, you probably should because, you know, I don't ever want my financial advisor telling my best client to cut their PT bill to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, like, who else, like, serves them? What stores do they go to? Like, go to those stores, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so my last question is about the people who are actually the closest to you, because uh, you know a lot of entrepreneurs don't like asking friends for money. They they feel like they're asking their friends for a loan, or they don't even want their family to like pay to come to their gym, right? Even though there's nobody who's a more likely client, and there's nobody who will ever get more from your service than like your brother would. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people about talking to very close friends or family about their service or even just charging them for it? Um, my, you know, my brother-in-law, my mom, my sister, my best friend, my best friend's wife, um, have all, are all clients or have been clients and they all pay full price. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, this has never happened. No one's ever asked me for a discount yet, but I just think in the back of my mind, like they don't get a discount, you know, whatever. But like, you know, the truth is like they, I don't know. It's always sort of come easy for me. It's like, they've never asked for a discount. Like no one in my family has, I think it's just internally. And, you know, I feel it too. It's like, Oh, this is my, my mom. She should get a discount. Right. Um, or it's like my brother-in-law, he should get a discount. But my brother-in-law started off two times PT, went to three times PT, went to three times PT with nutrition. So it, I think it's more of like our inner inner battles, you know, rather than them. Yeah, yeah. I was just writing uh, in a new book called about affinity marketing, about how I overcame that. And the short story is that a great friend named Nick 
told me like, if they're your friends, they want to pay you the max amount that you'll take. And what he, he was telling me to raise my rates at the time. And he actually wrote me a check for um, a monthly membership that was way higher than I thought even I should be charging. And he's like, there, cash this tomorrow. And after you do, you're screwing me if you charge anybody less than this amount. And uh, that was, that's how my first rate increase happened. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, uh, you know, it's, I I think it, with us, it tends to be more of an internal battle Mm -hmm. and you'll actually find like they're, you know, like our, our family members, our close family members aren't, they're not asking for it, you know, at all. So. Okay, Rob. Well, listen, man, this is, uh, this is a short interview, but it's incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for taking the time to get on here. And if you're in the two rain Facebook group and you've been following Rob's thread, you'll see every single day, uh, he's being accountable and he's telling you who he approached and how. So thanks for being such a great leader in our community of the two brain family and in your home community too, Rob. Cool, man. There we go. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, Scott. Sorry about that. I don't know what it kept saying. It was declined. And finally, finally, we're up and running. I think the zap almost blew up my phone. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So, uh, Scott, welcome to Two Brain Stories, uh, where we talk about uh, a struggle or a success that you've had. And basically, if um, current members are going through it or people are going through it, at least they have some avenues to think about and possibly achieve that or avoid it altogether. So let's start off with a little bit about your gym and or the business that you run, uh, and then we'll jump into the story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so own CrossFit Durable. It's uh, been four years. You know, October's going to be our four-year anniversary. Um, we are in the suburbs of the Washington, D.C. market, so about 45 minutes outside the city. Really, government contractors, uh, nuclear families, established families, demographic, 35 to 45. Um, unique that we're in a retail space. Uh, I know most are, are in warehouse. Basically, just means we pay a lot more for much less. I had three owners or two owners to start uh, when we opened our doors, and I'm actually uh, buying out I, my last owner uh, today after we, uh, we hang out. Very nice. Um, yeah, so business has been good. Um, I've been full-time with CrossFit for two years. Uh, We have about 10 uh, contractors, uh, a couple employees mixed in that um, this is their secondary income. But we, since we've, uh, I've started with two brand at the beginning of the year, uh, we've been uh, beginning to establish uh, more full-time roles and positions where I have two people that are be quitting their jobs to take on more full-time roles and responsibilities with us. And that's awesome. Moving the needle in the right direction. Exactly, exactly. So I wanted to bring you on because I want to talk about a certain case that kind of happened. We, I know that you through incubator and then through growth now, but last year before all this, you were running a kids program, uh, a summer kids program. So I want to kind of talk about that. Let's talk about um, what it was, what you did, pricing, that kind of thing. And then kind of we'll get into uh, the difference between last year and this year. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so like I said, last year was when I came aboard full time and I stopped working my, my second job. Uh, so summer months came around, uh, kids are out of school. And like I said, you know, we, we live in an area with established families. Um, so our kids programs in the area, there's a lot of sports specific training. There's a lot of um, local uh, clubs and athletics that are focused on baseball, soccer, you name it. Kids are playing year round. So I thought, you know what, what a better way to make um, a name for myself than, than to get these kids that are living in our local neighborhoods, you know, into the program. So 
um, basically set up a sports-specific training camp. Uh, we had three age groups, uh, 7 to 9, 10 to 13, and then 14 to, uh, 14 to 17. Um, every class sold out. I uh, had 15 in every single one. I shouldn't say the seven to nine did not sell out. They had uh, they had eight kids in there. Okay. Um, but I had, I had a cap on 15 in my uh, my other groups, and those sold out immediately. And my price point on those for uh, an eight week program was 279, 299, probably about 100 dollars uh, more expensive than uh, what we were offering with with our uh, our regular group CrossFit classes. Uh, move a year later, um, you know, where I had the honor to meet Greg. And he had the sage advice saying, you know, why don't you charge more? Is it brilliant? Well, that might've been after the fact, but I know that we had sold out. I knew that there was a lot of um, want to get into these programs. I, I capped the class this year uh, at 10, as opposed to um, 15, really just to kind of keep the, the coach athlete uh, ratio lower uh, and hopefully just improve the product. Um, but charged 399 this year, again, sold out for everything. Um, had a waiting list, and I think you and I hopped on a call, and you're like, "What are you gonna do next year?" Yeah, we're we're going four ninety nine or or five fifty. So I, I haven't I haven't yet found the the sweet spot for that price where people are hesitating to uh to to purchase. Yeah, and and I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about this because um, I think too many of us undervalue what what we're selling. So we undervalue maybe our our classes or a new specialty program or whatever it is, um, and I think. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted you to kind of talk about that because, and, and kind of the feelings that you had and, and along the way, because I know, I mean, that's a huge jump. You, you jumped a whole $100 per kid um, and kind of what was going through your head when, when you initially did that? I mean, I know I was there, hey, giving you support, but um, what were you kind of feeling during that process? No, initially there was a, a worried, you know, because I knew we were going to have kids coming from last year's camp and you know now seeing this price jump um one thing that i can say it was i did not coach last year's camp i had a um a former trainer of mine coaching it uh who who did uh what we call explosive performance uh in the area at a, a global fit gym which is like an athlete's performance he didn't give off the best impression so the the easiest way for me to validate this price increase was that i was going to be doing the training um, so I, I felt like that initially was uh, enough for the parents to kind of say, okay, you know, there's going to be that added value to it. Um, I was still worried. I, did, I didn't think, you know, it was going to go as well as it did, of course. Um, so there was a hesitation. Um, you know, when I did the math, it, it ended up being, you know, $125, $135 an hour for myself, you know, and at, you know, based off of, you know, our discussions as far as, you know, what my value is worth, it, it, it met those, that criteria. Exactly. Right. And then, I mean, and going forward, I mean, I mean, we kind of talked about that. We made the joke, hey, well, what are you going to do next year? Then if you know that this program sold out, even with increasing it $100. And I mean, did you change besides that? Was there really any other change um, in the program or like the days or anything? Nothing. Nothing. The, the, the number of sessions stayed the same. The, the hours stayed the same. Awesome. Yeah. And it, it just goes to show, like, I, I remember when, when I started pricing, I remember my first, my first pricing of my memberships was, it was 80 bucks for unlimited. Um, and I, I just really undersold my value when I first opened. And I think a lot of us do, and we get that initial reaction of like, okay, well, this is this many times. I can only charge X amount because I know the guy down the street is. Um, and you yeah. didn't do that. You actually priced it out, and then we increased that pricing, um, and it still sold out. 
So we know that the, the demand is definitely there for this opportunity for you. And then going forward, um, what, what is your plans uh, for next year for this program? Uh, so next year is kind of kind of a little, a little different because that I extended the uh, the sports specific training program into one of our weekly classes. So we now offer that three days a week, um, hour and fifteen minutes during hours that we weren't uh, currently occupying the gym. So two forty five to four p.m. We got the kids in there. They basically walk across the street from high school, and they're going into our strength and conditioning program. Um, but just like we we did this year, we're going to jump that price up to four ninety nine. Excellent. You know, I'll also cap the class. I don't think I'll change anything other than uh, the pricing. Excellent. Are you going to be coaching that class? No. <laughs> that was the next <laughs> question. Um, good. Because, it, and that's the other thing I think, um, even though that value is, I mean, whatever coach take that on is, is going to be making a, a good amount of money per hour. I mean, you even said like right around 125 an hour, um, which is, I mean, I'm sure more than most people are getting for coaching a regular group class. So these specialty programs could definitely be, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> the value is there, but don't undervalue, don't undervalue it. Don't, don't undervalue what you're doing in your time. Um, and if you're taking it on in that case, but really now you can hand that off to a coach and I'm sure a coach would, I know any, I mean, I, I would sit there. Yeah, I'll take that. If I was one of your coaches, mm -hmm. because I mean, that's a good amount of revenue they can make per hour. Um, and it could be part of their day. They could even, I mean, build the program and, and get more and more kids in it. So that's perfect. Yeah, come to uh, as far as the, the highest value per uh, sessions that we offer that class is, is our highest. You know, so we got we got Coach Trump at the bit to try to get in there, which is nice. Excellent. So um, just want to kind of bring you on. Um, definitely going to have you on for a later episode because I want to talk about uh, you and your business partners. Uh, that is something that is definitely a lot of people may be going through if they started a gym with a bunch of business or a bit of uh, partners and looking to buy the other ones out and basically talking about your process through there, definitely. But um, that's basically, I want to get that out there. I want to make sure people understood that, hey, there is, you can increase your rates um, and you can do it. And I mean, that's, it's, it's a large amount for, for the program, but it's definitely worth it. And, and that's, you know, you know what your worth is now. So definitely want to get that out there and get you on for that. But we'll get you back on for that, that partners, um, getting you, you buying out the partners and, and how that all got structured uh, at a later episode. Absolutely. Excellent. So thanks, Absolutely. Scott. I greatly thanks, appreciate guys. it. Thanks, and we'll guys. talk to you later. Absolutely. Have a great day, guys.